We are on Yavamos, towards the bottom of Samach Tes, on the base 69b. And hopefully we will complete the seventh parak, the seventh chapter of Yavamos in this recording. It's very exciting. Just one point from the last recording uh, that was not mentioned. Uh, we discussed how the Gemara says that if you have a fetus that is within the first 40 days from conception, uh, so then the Gemara refers to it as Maya Ba'alma, as just water. Uh, but we did point out that uh, we Pascha and we follow the Halacha that you are allowed to violate Shabbos um, so that it could continue to survive if there are any complications. Uh, but also to point out that there's a big discussion about whether or not uh, abortion is allowed or perhaps uh, the severity of the prohibition is uh, somewhat diminished uh, if we are dealing with a case where it's a fetus within the first 40 days. Uh, so that is also uh, a big, big topic, uh, which we will not discuss. Uh, we don't have time to discuss, but that is also just something for, uh, for you to know uh, that this is a big discussion. Okay, our Gemara now continues with another interesting topic. Our Mishnah mentioned that if a person... If a woman has sexual relations with another man out of wedlock, uh, she, was, uh, she was in a relationship, she was seduced, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, so then if she has a child, let's say that person was a Kohen, so just by having sexual relations alone would not allow her to eat truma. However, if she has a child from that relationship, so then she would be allowed to eat truma. So this now leads to the very interesting discussion uh, about... How do we know who the father is? How do we know who the father is? We know who the mother is. She's giving birth. How do we know who the father is? In general, when it's within a marriage, so then we assume, we, we don't know with certainty, but we assume it's the father because uh, we assume that they were faithful and she's only having sexual relations with her husband. However, this is a child who's born out of wedlock. Uh, so why should we assume, the mission is clearly assuming that this child comes from uh, the Kohen, uh, the Kohen who is the father, uh, who we assume is the father, and the question that the, that the Gemara will be dealing with uh, is how do we know that he is the father? Is, it, is this true in all circumstances that we assume that he is the father? Now, it's also important to note, as we are about to begin the Gemara, uh, that our Gemara is discussing a case where both the mother and the father are telling the same story. They're both saying that uh, I had, they're each saying that we had sexual relations together um, and therefore this is our child. So it's important, they're not, they're not giving conflicting stories. They're giving the same story. So it's important to keep that in mind. And so we will see that uh, really uh, we will not assume, since it's out of wedlock, uh, there are different scenarios that, Excuse me, that we will discuss, uh, but it's really not so simple. And that there, depending on the opinion, there could be many circumstances where, if a child is born out of wedlock, we will not take their word for it, uh, and we will assume that if she's having sexual relations out of wedlock with uh, one person, so then there's a good chance, or there, yeah, there's a high likelihood, there's a, a statistical majority, at least in the days of the Gemara that she's having sexual relations with other people. And so therefore, we don't know whether this is the child of a Kohen. 
that it's specifically that person who is the father. Maybe somebody else is the father. Now, it's just important to keep in mind, before we begin the Gemara, uh, that how you play that out into today is an interesting question. You would have to know the statistics behind this. This is really all based on statistics. And what are the statistics about um, uh, people who are involved in a relationship outside of marriage? And uh, how faithful are they, are they are to each other? And so this would be an interesting question, how this would apply today. Another factor that one has to consider is that nowadays we could do DNA testing. And so that would also be a part of the discussion, whether or not we could rely on uh, DNA testing to figure out who the father is. Um, so as we begin the Gemara, the Gemara essentially is going to have four different opinions. Uh, four different opinions with regards to this uh, halacha. Uh, the first opinion, Rava, we'll just do this outside and then we'll see this inside, says that um, we'll, says that uh, if there are rumors that this woman is having sexual relations with that man, but also with other people, so then we cannot assume that that man, that Cohen, is the father. Abai says no. He says no, even if there are no rumors that she's having sexual relations with other people, uh, at least this is all within... Rav, the opinion of Rav, we will assume that uh, she was uh, she was not faithful, um, even if there aren't rumors. <coughs> excuse me, that she's that uh, she's having sexual relations with other people, and as such, Rav is of the opinion that we will assume that this child is in fact a mamzer, that this child in fact is a mamzer, is a child from an illicit relationship, uh, of a severe illicit relationship, which uh, with the punishment of kares. Uh, of an early death. Um, there's another version of the same two people, of Abaye and Rava, but a different version where Rava says uh, that we only assume that the child is a mamzer, according to Rav, uh, if there are rumors specifically that she's having sexual relations with other people and specifically not with that person that she's claiming to have sexual relations with. But if there are, if there are rumors specifically that, say that, she's, that, that are out there that say that she's having sexual relations with other people, so then, and not with that person, so then we'll assume that the child is a mamzer. Abayah says no. Uh, he doesn't go as far as he went in the first version to say even if there are no rumors whatsoever that she's having sexual relations with other people. But he does say within the second version that as long, even if there are rumors that she's having sexual relations with both, with this person and with other people, so then we'll assume that the child is a mamzer, according to Rav. So let's see this inside. That's just uh, the basic overall structure, but let's let's see this inside. Itmar, it was stated, So the case here of Mamzer specifically is where, uh, the reason why we're discussing Mamzer here, uh, because it has to be some sort of severe violation, is where they are halakhically engaged. Uh, they did Arison, they're halakhically engaged, and as such, if she commits adultery, so then that would be a severe prohibition. Uh, but even while they're engaged, as we pointed out many times in the past, uh, the husband and wife, the bride and groom, they are not allowed to have sexual relations. So what happens if they did? They, they went against that and they had, they had sexual relations. And we're not discussing somebody who's single. We're discussing somebody who's halakhically engaged, which today, as we mentioned in the past, uh, uh, happens right by the chuppah. It happens at the chuppah, so it's not such a long engagement. It's around a few minutes. Uh, but it used to be that it would be for a year. Uh, what happens if they had sexual relations while they were in halakhically engaged, so they are not following uh, the halacha, 
in this area. So do we assume that uh, she's also having sexual relations with other people? So Rav Amar Havlad Mamza. Rav says that we assume with uh, Halakha uh, views this child as a Mamzer, that really this child comes from elsewhere. Shmuel Amar Havlad Shuki. Shmuel says no. It doesn't go as far as Rav, but he says that it's what we refer to as a Southern Mamzer. It's a questionable whether or not this child is a Mamzer. We don't know. He might be a Mamzer. He may not be. So now we come on to Rav and Abaye about what exactly, what's the situation that we're dealing with here. So Amrav and Misabra said to Rav, the Daimi Me'alma, Velo Daimi Me'alma, Basra Didesha Dinan Lei Rava says, we're only discussing a case. When Rav says that this child is a Mamzer, we're t- discussing this very specific case where there are rumors out there that she's, she's engaged. But there are rumors out there that she's also having sexual relations with other people. There are already rumors out there. The rumors are already there. Uh, but if there are no rumors that she's having sexual relations with others, so then we assume that it's with her uh, with her groom, with her, with her husband. How do I know this? Rav says, based on our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah says, that if they have sexual relations, you're allowed to, she's allowed to eat truma. We could assume that the, the father is the Kohen. So what's the case? So what exactly is that case over there? If there are rumors that she's having sexual relations with other people and specifically not this person, then certainly she should not eat truma. But it must be that there are rumors for both. Sorry. There are rumors that she's having sexual relations with this one person, uh, but not with, not specifically not with others. There are no rumors that it's with others. Um, and so therefore, if in that case, we assume in that case where it's a prohibition either way, that's not even a case where they are engaged. Uh, so the, the severity of the prohibition is the same, whether it's with this one person, the Kohen, or with anybody else. And so therefore, we assume... Um, uh, the mission says we assume that that person is the father because there are no rumors about others. So then, certainly in a case where she's engaged, which is the case of Rav, they're engaged. Just uh, they're not allowed to have, according to most, on a rabbinic level, they're not allowed to have sexual relations. On a biblical level, they could because they're engaged, but on a rabbinic level, they can't. Uh, so then, certainly we will assume that uh, that uh, the 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 groom is the father. Uh, certainly in that case we'll assume that the groom is the father so therefore when they're halakhically engaged this is what Rav, Rava says Rava says that if we um, if we know that if there are no rumors from uh, that, that she's having sexual relations from the outside uh, so then um, so then we will assume that uh, she's that the, her, her, her groom uh, is really the father, that uh, the one that she's engaged to is really the father. However, if there are rumors, says Rav, if there are rumors that she's having sexual relations with others, so then we will we will be concerned and we'll assume that the child is a mamzer, according to Rav. So Amalei Abayi says, No. Abaya argues, and he, and he goes, this is the most extreme opinion to say that uh, the child is a mamzer. He'll say that no, even if there are no rumors that she's having sexual relations with others, we still assume, and we'll, we'll, we'll paskin, we'll follow this position, says Abaya, that the child is a mamzer, according to Rav, 
because uh, we would assume that if she's if she's not faithful to halacha by having sexual relations while she's engaged, which you're not allowed to do, so then she's probably, uh, according to Abai, she's probably having sexual relations with others as well, even if there are no rumors out there. Oh, what do you do with our Mishnah? Our Mishnah says that uh, we do assume that uh, the Kohen is the father. He says our Mishnah is dealing with a very specific case. Our Mishnah is dealing with a case where the two of them have been alone for the past nine months, or whatever the time period is, for, for a significant amount of time, so that we know that they could have only had sexual relations with each other. So his example is that they were both thrown into jail, uh, into the same cell or something like that. So <coughs> in that scenario, so there is nobody else to have sexual relations with. And that's the case of our mission where you say you're allowed to have truma. But every other case, uh, if they're not faithful, so then we assume, even if they're engaged to each other, but because Halacha tells us they're not allowed to have sexual relations, so then we assume that she's not faithful uh, uh, even to her own, uh, her own husband. And that's the position of Abaya. Again, Rava disagrees. And in the next version, Abaya won't be as, is also not as extreme. It's only according to this first version within Abaya that he goes to, uh, that, he, that he, said, he assumes uh, that the child is a mom's heir, even in that case, where there are no rumors. Ikadami, let's discuss the second version. In general, if they both say that uh, they had sexual relations with each other, again, the cases uh, where they are engaged but not married, and they're not allowed to have sexual relations, so we assume that the, uh, the husband is the father. Um, but... This is what the, the what uh, we we mean to say according to the second version. Again, so the cases where they had sexual relations while she while they were engaged. Rav says the child's a mamzer. Shmuel says that the child might be a mamzer. We don't know. So what's the case? Am Rav. Rav says first. He says that we only assume that the child is a mamzer specifically if they say that. Uh, she did not. The rumors are that she did not have sexual relations with her, with her husband, and she specifically had sexual relations with others. That's the rumor. But if there are rumors about both, that we know that she had sexual relations with her husband, and there are rumors also that she she might be having sexual relations with others, so then we assume that the child is is the husband, is the is the groom. So Amrava, um, Rava again says, "What's the proof to my idea?" From our Mishnah, because our Mishnah assumes that the coin is the father. And our Mishnah is discussed, it happens to be discussing a case out of wedlock, but it still assumes that the coin is the father. Tikitani, Yelda, Tochal, she's allowed to eat truma out of, if there's a child out of wedlock. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If there are just rumors that uh, she's only having sexual relations with that one person, with the coin, with nobody else, so then that's obvious. That can't be the case of the Mishnah. Elav. The But the case must be the Mishnah, where there are rumors that she's having sexual relations both with that Kohen and with others. That's, that's, those are the rumors. And that's the case. So in that case, where uh, whether she's having sexual relations with the Kohen or with anybody else, it's the same level of prohibition. And we assume that it's with the Kohen. So then in our case, so here in our case, where she's having sexual relations with, uh, where with her husband would be allowed in the sense that on a biblical level it would be allowed, even though on a rabbinic level it's not allowed, but on a, on a biblical level it is allowed, and to have sexual relations with others 
uh, essentially to commit adultery uh, is a Torah prohibition. It certainly is a severe Torah prohibition. So then certainly in that case where there are rumors about both, so then we would say that we, we assume that the, that the husband is really the father. The only case, therefore, Rebbe says that the case where the husband is not the father is in a case where there's specifically rumors that are saying that she's not having sexual relations with her husband, but she's only having sexual relations with others. That's the case. And comes along Abaye, Amalei Abaye says, No, what are you talking about? He says, No. He says that, Abaye says that really, if there are rumor, even if there are rumors that uh, she's having sexual relations with her husband, if, as long as there are also rumors that she's having sexual relations with others, uh, so then we would assume that the child is our mom's there. And what about our Mishnah? Our Mishnah assumes that uh, the one that we know that we think she's having sexual relations with, the Kohen, is the father. That's the in the case where there are no rumors at all. We don't have any rumors at all, so then the, the two of them are just coming to us, so then we'll assume uh, that the one they're talking about, the Kohen, is the father. So again, we have these four different opinions of Abayin Rava. It's really two opinions of Abayin Rava in two different versions. And as we mentioned in our introduction, uh, that there's a, there's, depending on the scenario, uh, we will either assume the child is a mamzer or not a mamzer. Okay. Um, let's go on to finish the chapter. Now, there's a few more lines in the parak, and it discusses uh, lines in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Ha'eved posel mishumbiya. My taima amar kra v'yisha v'yaladatiya la'adoneha. And so that is the source. Ha'yisha v'yaladatiya la'adoneha. That is the source that a child is allowed to, uh, if the child is born, so then they can feed the mother. The mother is allowed to eat truma. Mamzer posel macha. We know that a mamzer, if the Mishnah said that if the child is a mamzer, uh, a child from a severe, illicit relationship, so then you're, the, the grandmother is still allowed to eat truma. How do we know this? Tana Rabbanan, the Bryce says, the verse says, Vizara ain't love. She has no children from this relationship with the Kohen, she's not allowed to eat truma. But if she has children, she is. So, and how do we know that if it's even grandkids or great-grandchildren? How do we know that it's not just a child? Because it says you have no children. But if you have any descendants whatsoever, you're allowed to eat truma. You're allowed to continue eating truma. Oh, it says the Bryce, How do we know if it's even a, a child from an illicit relationship, uh, somebody who's a mamzer? It comes from the same word. So the Bryce says, Oh, I think these, the Zara Zara, that line, that she has no children, must be there to teach us about what happens if the grandchild is a mamzer from an illicit relationship. Still, she's allowed to eat truma because about grandkids alone, to know about descendants, that is something which is obvious. Very interesting line because grandchildren are like children. And from a halachic perspective, it doesn't make a difference whether you have a child or a grandchild. Grandchildren are like children, and if you're allowed to eat truma because you're married to a Kohen and you have a child, if you have only a grandchild, if the child passed away, uh, God forbid, and you only have a grandchild, so then you're also allowed to eat truma. So therefore the verse must be teaching us about the fact that even if you have a, a grandchild who is a mamzer, who has come from an illicit relationship, you're also allowed to eat truma. The Mishnah, another point that the Gemara has with regards to the Mishnah, is that the Mishnah says that if a person, if a woman has sexual relations with a non-Jew, so then the child is a mamzer. That's not so simple. So out, and we don't follow that, but the mission does say that. So It must be according to the position of Rabbi Kiva. The Gemara says, "No, I feel it's him or Rabbanan." 
There are other opinions as well. It's not just Rabbi Kiva, but other opinions say that specifically when it comes to a non-Jew, that the child, if, if the woman is Jewish, the, the man is not Jewish, the child is a mamzer. And finally, the end of the mission discussed the Kohen Gadol, that the Kohen Gadol could sometimes disqualify the grandmother. Uh, because if the grandmother married a Yisrael and they have a daughter, the daughter then marries a Kohen, and then they have a child who's a Kohen Gadol, that child, that grandchild who's a Kohen Gadol, the high priest, will disqualify his grandmother from eating truma. So the Brisa just says, Tanar Abbanan, Ha'areni, Kaparis ben biti kuza shemachlini bitruma ve'ini kaparis ben biti kada sheposlani min ha'truma. That uh, the grandmother says that there could be scenarios where I would prefer to have the smaller vessel, meaning the mamzer, the grandchild is a mamzer, because there could be a scenario where the mamzer allows the grandmother to eat truma. And rather than have my grandchild be the bigger vessel, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, where uh, it could lead to a situation where the grandmother does not eat truma, ironically. Okay, we conclude this chapter. Uh, mazel tov to everybody for completing the seventh chapter. We'll continue with a very interesting eighth chapter in next week's recording.